Welcome to Jewish Songwriter, the podcast by, for, and about Jewish songwriters. I'm your host, Sheldon Lowe, and each week I interview a different Jewish songwriter to learn a little bit about their music, their lives, and their writing process. These songwriters are some of my favorite people, and I'm excited to talk to them, draw inspiration, and to share it all with you. If you're like me, you're constantly looking for new Jewish music, so I've asked each writer to share about a new song which you'll be able to hear in full on the Jewish Songwriter Spotify playlist and YouTube channel. Best of all, if you subscribe to this podcast, it'll automatically download to your device each week for free. This week's Jewish songwriter is Joe Buchanan. Welcome to Jewish Songwriter, Joe. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here, Sheldon. You can't see Joe. He's uh, actually waving right now uh, very <laughs> excitedly, and uh, he's got me smiling and laughing over here. Uh, how's everything going? It's going great. You know, I just got back from Songwriter Boot Camp, and um, mm-hmm. it's my fifth year there, and we're just uh, wow. we're getting ready to, to do all kinds of good, all the music stuff is happening, so it's uh, yeah. it's an exciting time. It really is. Um, now, I know this already, but you're in the middle of a Kickstarter right now, and uh, you're also recording, or you've recorded a bit, and now you're Kickstartering, and then you're going to uh, record more. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually go, we go in the studio with the full band in May. Uh, so I've done, you know, I mean, you know how it is. You do some demo tracks and some things like that to see how you want the album to sound. And uh, But I've also been recording a lot of acoustic settings for things that I want to release out to fans. In addition to this album coming out, just some intimate wow. sort of settings for things, sort of stripped down versions of what you might hear later on mm-hmm. in the studio album. So yeah, it's going great. So We've cool. been crowdfunding and uh, raising money and you know how that goes too. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> um so uh, let's let's introduce you to some of the listeners because I know a bit of your story and actually I'm really excited to get to chat with you to hear this story once again. Thank you. Um, I first heard this story when you came down at South by Southwest and you, me, and Mikey Pauker and Sammy Rosenbaum and Happy and Eric and Robbie Sherwin and we all went out to pizza and and I got you drove me around which was awesome and I I got to hear your story but. Can you talk about your journey to becoming a Jewish musician? Because I, I just think it's it's an amazing story. Yeah, happy to. You know, I um, <clears throat> so I, I wasn't always doing music. That's like the question I get most of people ask. You know, did you do music before? And I didn't. I wrote music for myself, um, but I wasn't I wasn't really connecting to a lot of the stuff I was writing. But I was struggling with not so much struggling with God. God made a lot of sense to me, but people's definition of God really didn't make sense to me. And unfortunately, you know that phrase, 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong? Well, when everybody around you is telling you something, eventually at some point you either resign yourself (laughs) to go, I guess that's the truth, or you go, I guess I'm going to go find the truth. Mm -hmm. So I I unfortunately did a little bit of both and uh, just had a really hard time with myself and with God for a long time. And I met my wife. She walked into a a store I was working in. We were selling uh, Dungeons and Dragons and board games. This Mm -hmm. was... 20 something years ago. And we didn't get a lot of customers because we sold, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and board games. And uh, she walks in and I lost my mind. I felt completely madly in love. I could, I felt like Kyle Reese in those Terminator movies, right? Like, what year is it? Like, that was me. And uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, I just lost my, I lost my mind over her. And uh, I played her a song uh, shortly after we were married. And, you know, our careers went in all these different directions. And then, one day we're outside of the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., and very shaken um, by the whole experience. And she looks at me and she says, you know, you've been trying to figure out God all your life. 
And uh, she says, I think I want to get in touch with my people's faith. Hmm. And, you know, I'm looking around, I'm thinking that's a, that's a strange thing to say to somebody. And I'm like, who are your people? What is, what do you right mean by the that? Holocaust yeah. museum? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I'm Jewish. I said, what do you mean you're Jewish? Like, how did you get Jewish? Like, when did that? And she's, she's like, I was born Jewish. And I'm like, that's not a thing. And she's like, no, it's a thing. You know, she goes, and my mom's Jewish. you guys knew Jewish. each other for how long at this point? We've been married for like 13 years. Right. <laughs> it never came up. But she's like, yeah. she goes, my mom's Jewish. I said, yeah, I know that. And she's like, that makes me Jewish. And so, of course, I was, you know, super denial. That's not a thing. And of course, you know, she's absolutely right. And she goes, oh, by the way, our son's Jewish too. And I'm like, he does he know that? And she goes, no, but we got to <laughs> tell him. So long story short, we, we, we talked to Nate. We happened to find the right person at the right time. We found this rabbi who really distilled Judaism into these very simple and beautiful truths. And I wanted to know more, and our family wanted to know more. We dove into conversion. And it was during that process that I wanted to connect to prayer more deeply because I felt like I was finding prayer for the first time, like real prayer for the first time. Mm -hmm. And music has always been the thing that's connected me spiritually. So I I didn't really know anything about Jewish music. I just started writing my own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, certain folks heard it and uh, it got in front of some people and got in front of some other people and... You know, now it's what I do full time. So, you know, I work very closely with a rabbi on the Upper East Side, Rabbi Jim Stoloff. He's my very good buddy. And I think right before I'd seen you, I had found out from him, which I would have never have known, that he also became Jewish very young in life, but I, I didn't know that. And it made me for the first time think about people who choose to be Jewish, and about their experience entering into a temple, a a synagogue, any sort of Jewish space. And for someone like me who grew up in the movement and day school and uh, and camp, there's a lot of things that's there that uh, are very comfortable and that I know, and so I feel included. But those very same things, if you don't know how to bow or what word to respond with, they make you, I think, feel very excluded. And so I was very excited, and I asked for you to to please consider writing a song about being a Jew by choice, because I think that's something important we need to do as Jews to be more inclusive. We don't have to proselytize, but I think we've got a tremendous amount of room to be more inclusive. I, I could not agree uh, more with you. Uh, you know, we have a we have a song uh, called "Unbroken," and it's kind of the direct sort of story about the conversion to Judaism. And I, I didn't want to write it initially because I Saul, uh, my buddy Saul K, who produced the album, had asked me. He said, uh, "Where's your conversion song?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Me, you know, I'd, really all the songs are sort of about coming to Judaism." And he was like, "You know, you need to you need to come out and say it." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I don't like I don't want to offend people. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. My my goal, my hope. I feel like my job is to add more chairs to the table. Like that's that's what I want to do." Yeah. And he goes, "Well, look, if you're being honest, you know, you're going to add more chairs than you realize." He's right. And so I agree. That's where uh, that's where that song came from. Plus, it was funny because Saul goes. He goes, look, if you don't write it, I'm not going to do the album. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's sort of how A good that old happened. ultimatum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm on board. However. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was actually hoping that you would talk to me a little bit about Unbroken, but uh, but instead you want to talk about um, Home, Eitz mm. Chaim, right? Yeah. 
So will you tell me a little bit about the inspiration for that song? You know, you talk about these barriers and these doorways. It's really kind of a great transition point the, the way you just did that because coming into Judaism, I think a lot of people when they come for the first time, it looks like the most alien thing in the world. They they know obviously English, right? They've prayed in English. They've heard, you know, these hymns. They've been to, you know, Christian churches or wherever they were before in their life, like whatever whatever faith tradition they followed, or maybe they didn't sure. or whatever. Okay. But they come into a synagogue and people are moving in a way they haven't seen people move before. They're singing and speaking in a language they've never seen before. They're looking at a language that doesn't even register as something, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. everything's, there's ornamentation on this. There's, you know, candles over here. We're like, we don't know when to stand. It's, it's, it seems like it's locked behind so many layers and layers and layers, like it would take forever to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And two things. Number one, it's, I think the people, it's people like you. I mean, Sheldon, you, you did this for me in the biggest way possible is that you show people through your actions and the way you are, what Judaism is about. Thank you. And it makes all of, it makes all of that concern and all those barriers just go away and they just become the different things you learn along the way. And then they become beautiful things that you're excited to learn about as opposed to things that are in the way. Mm -hmm. But also standing in front of the ark, Saturday, and we're we're putting the Torah scrolls back, and we're singing, uh, you know, that that part of the service. That's Chaim right there. And I thought, man, listening to these voices all do this, all of us. I'm singing my heart out. And at the time, I wasn't even sure what the words were, but I'm like doing the transliteration, and I'm like, I got this. But I could have told you everything that prayer is about, hmm. just from the the in, incredible amount of intention that was there. And it was very unifying. And so the more I studied the prayer, the more I started studying the idea of Torah as a tree of life and as something that, you know, binds us and all that we can find in it, I wanted to write a piece of music that not only is reflective of that, but also talks about Judaism the way I see it, which was, and a lot of people coming to the tribe as a home, as something you've been looking for for so long. It's like you've wandered in the desert for ages. All of a sudden, here's this literal massive tree with lots of shade and picnic tables, and there's plenty to drink, and there's plenty to eat, and there's all this family you didn't even know you had, and they've just been waiting for you, and there's a seat there for you because they've been saving it. And I, I wanted a song that reflected that. For those listeners that are wanting to you know, hear this song and, and use it themselves, where do you use it? How do you use it? So I, I've seen it used. Um, I've seen it used a couple different ways, and, and I've certainly used it myself. I often do it sometimes as an opening to services. You know, before we even crack a seat or before we do anything, just to sort of set the temperature for that. There's this change coming. Um, you know, I'm just going to read these lyrics because I I just really love them, and I think people should hear them independently of the song. Oh, thanks, um, So come inside and find a seat. We'll light those lights that usher peace. You can feel it in your bones, that growing song that calls you home. I just love that. I mean, first of all, it paints such a beautiful picture. And and it's also just very Joe Buchanan lyric, right? It's, <laughs> I, I really, I love that you can feel it in your bones. That's not like a line that I would choose to write in my music it doesn't feel authentic to my jewish music I, I would do that in my other music that i write secular music but um that's that authenticity i think that's that honesty that saul was looking for and i think that's why you are 
like blowing up in the Jewish music scene. There's just something so real about you. And I, I know I saw it, and I think everyone saw it. That first song in her boot camp when you sang that Shema, you just wear your heart on your sleeve and it and it just pours out of you. Even in this conversation, uh, I'm feeling super energized uh, by your presence. And and I think that that's, you know, that's just part of who you are and what you do. And this is a great song. Thanks, man. I, I, I really appreciate that a lot. Thank you. So I want to know if there are any hallmarks of your songwriting. Are there any particular tools or exercises that you use on a frequent basis or ways that you get in the mood? What, like, what is your process for writing a song? Yeah, so I, I, I come from two different sides, right? I either know what I want to say and I don't know how it quite feels or I know what I feel and I'm not sure what to say. It's usually one of those two places. And I tend to write from the standpoint of going, what do I need to say? What's my need? If I'm, if I'm writing a prayer melody, I'm going to find a prayer that I need to say something about. Mm-hmm. If if I can, you know, if it's like say Sim Shalom, and I'm looking at that, and I'm I'm not really feeling that, I'm I'm not going to try to write one. There's a lot of great Sim Shalom, you know, melodies out there. But if there's yep. a certain prayer, like we talked about, like with the Etz Chaim, and it just, I mean, it just grabs you and pulls you. Write that. I always tell people write to whatever the need is because that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so if I know what I want to say, but I don't know how it feels, I'll just start writing words that say very directly, this is what's going on with me mm-hmm. in this kind of Jewish context about whatever's happening in life. And This then is I'll, like pen and paper? Yeah, pen and paper. And then I'll mm-hmm. find music that fits how that might feel, mm-hmm. right? I'll, you, I'll find the kavanah in the sound. And then marry the two. And then vice versa. Like if I have no clue what I want to say, but I'm feeling like frustrated or I'm happy or I'm sad or whatever, I'll play music that seems to dial into that. And then I'll try to figure out what is that telling me? What is that saying? That's That tends to usually be my approach. Cool. Most of my songwriting is done like at one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. That's when your brain wakes up. It's just on fire. Yeah. I Believe mm-hmm. me, I wish that wasn't the case. Sure. <laughs> but I'm it... the same, actually. Yeah. It's just where the, when the, it's that, uh, it's that, what do they call it? That witching hour or something about oh. it. There's some magic in the air there. Yes. Uh, your brain gets that perfect amount of woken up and ready for bed and, and right. um, you get all those creative in between the lines kind of uh, realizations, I feel like. That's right. And you can't ignore that. You can't ignore it. Right. And um, let me ask you, you already did just sort of give a tip, but do you have any other tips for uh, songwriters? Yeah, absolutely. Don't expect that you're going to write nothing but great songs. Mm -hmm. You're going to write a lot of bad songs. Mm -hmm. And you need to write those songs because then you have nothing to compare against. Write the songs that that come to you, and and also have a willingness to take those and pack them away and put them in the back. And I I, I write a lot of raindrop songs. <clears throat> These are songs that I'm sitting there writing, and I go, "Oh, that's a great verse," or "Oh, that verse really sum, you know sums up some stuff." But it doesn't go anywhere other than that verse. Mm-hmm. There's no more song. I can't come up with a chorus. I can't come up with a hook or or a bridge or anything. Right. So I actually take it, I put a box around it, and I go, "That's it. That's the song. Hmm. It's 30 seconds long." That's it. Ah, like, mm-hmm. Just like a raindrop comes down, right? It's going to hit the ground. It may turn into a puddle, a river, or a lake, or it may just be what it is. And I think it's important to sometimes just appreciate things for what they were and then move on to the next thing. But keep it in the, keep it in the hopper. Keep a, a book full yeah. of raindrop songs because you uh-huh. never know when you're going to find other drops that work well and you can marry stuff together. Oh, I love I, that. 
I just did a song called, it's fine. I actually used to do a section at the end of house concerts called Raindrop Songs. And they're little 30-second songs. Um, but oh, I, that is super cool. <laughs> thanks, man. I just did a tune, uh, just finished a song called Better Together that's going to be on the album. And that song is like this amalgamation, if that's the right word, of about seven or eight raindrop songs that all of a sudden they just all came together for me. So hmm. don't ever throw away what you write, yeah. but but be willing to say this needs work or that needs work. That's some great advice that I've never heard before. Thanks, man. I think so much of songwriting for me is about getting out of my own way. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to get out of my own way. That if you get to a point where you're like, I'm not, I'm bashing my head against the wall trying to make this something more because I just love this raindrop so far. Right. But no, maybe that maybe that's the entirety of the song. Right. All right. So now it's time for the lightning round. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Yeah. First thing that pops to your mind. Last book you read. Dress the Legend. What's the last song you listened to? Uh, the last song I listened to was Abby Strauss's Orza Rua. Your most used emoji. Probably the, the smiling cowboy hat. Oh, yeah, of course. Should have just, known that. Yeah, it's pretty on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite food or cuisine? Mm, favorite food would, would definitely have to be uh, anything involving red meat. Mm, I'm, a, I'm, nice. I'm not a potatoes guy. I'm a greens guy. Mm-hmm. I like greens, but I like steak. A lot. Seriously, I could talk to you. I've got so many other questions <laughs> I want to hear about. We'll save it for the next time. Yeah, let's do it again. This is Home, Eitz Chaim, by Joe Buchanan. Come on back to your father's truth And return to the holy root Come on back to the wisdom of home And realize that you're not alone Shine your light like your mother said For you were there when we were led And there's a path for us all to see Just grab that lamp that's at your feet It's time here It's all You can hear it, it's in the breeze It's a story written in the leaves And though those branches, they may wind and weave It's a tree of life, it's Chaim It's Chaim
That's it for this episode of Jewish Songwriter. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. On the next episode of Jewish Songwriter... Hi, it's Chava Morel. Jewish Songwriter is produced by Sheldon Lowe, edited by Ben Mazak of Native Sound on Historic Cherokee Street in St. Louis, Missouri, and distributed by Hallelujah Music. Until next time, keep writing out there, and thanks for listening. Every little part of my body Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.